Hi, this is Eddie Deason. You're listening to Breaking the Fourth Wall. I was Mandark in Dexter's laboratory. Ha 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 ha. You are listening to Breaking the Fourth Wall on Realm of the Mist Entertainment. Hey, what's up, guys? Christopher Stolle back with another Breaking the Fourth Wall, and this time I get the pleasure of sitting down and talking to somebody who's kind of a jack-of-all-trades in the entertainment industry. Uh, I see in her IMDb credits she's a writer, she's been a producer, she's been an actress, uh, Basically, everything that she possibly... I've even seen where she's like a boom grip. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Miss Charlie Marie. Charlie, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing good. Thank you for having me on. Oh, it's a, a pleasure. The honor's mine. Uh, well, obviously, we got to start where everybody starts. It's it's the question you ask any entertainer in, 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 in this industry or any industry. The question is, how'd you get started? Like, what made you decide you wanted to go into this field? Well, honestly, I have always wanted to be an actress, like, my entire life. I mean, when I was little, people said that I was really sensitive and super emotional. And I was like, you know, how can I use that for good? Like, what can I do to harness that skill and actually use it to basically do something good with the world, you know? Right. And I was like, you know, if I'm an actress, I can use my emotions and basically inspire the people with them, you know? So I thought that would be a great idea, but I was way too shy to tell anybody. Like, I didn't tell my parents until I was, like, 24. And like, I just I didn't want anybody to know because I was scared of them thinking that I should be a lawyer or a doctor or something more serious, you know? I get and that. Yeah. So I went to be a nurse for a while, and I went to school for nursing. I went to school for teaching, and I was like, you know, I was decent at it. I liked it. It was okay, but it wasn't my calling. You know what I mean? Right. So a couple years ago, I got kind of depressed, and I was just like, man, I'm just not happy with what I'm doing. I love my kids. I love my life, but what I'm doing itself is not good, and I just got super down, and then... A friend of mine, he was like, so if you could do anything in the world, what would you do? I was like, well, secretly, I've always wanted to be an actor. And he's like, so go for it. And I was like, you know, that's actually not a bad idea. Then I started taking classes. Well, I had taken classes before, but I started taking more classes, actually more directed towards film rather than theater and just like acting itself more, you know, how to move around with the camera and the lighting and that sort of thing and I started focusing in on acting and going to auditions and then last year I got my first paid role and I was like I'm officially professional that's <laughs> when I finally decided to tell my parents so <laughs> I was scared to tell them until I knew you know I actually can relate to that uh, uh, little known fact well most of my listeners know but little known fact to most of my guests is I used to be a professional wrestler 
And uh, when I was a kid, I always had an affinity for music. And my mother was absolutely against me ever being a musician because, you know, the, 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 the typical story. Musicians all die of an old, uh, early age, usually from drugs and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So when I became a professional wrestler, I didn't tell her. <laughs> and and uh, oh. <laughs> finally, I decided to move to Colorado where she lived. And I knew that if I was going to be interacting with her, she would find out about wrestling. So I, I, I finally made the phone call that I was dreading. And I was maybe 23 years old at the time or whatever. And I was really yeah. fearful of it. <laughs> and it was ironic because her reaction to it was, I always knew you'd get into some form of acting. <laughs> oh cool see so. that's good at least i had a good reaction i was pretty blessed with that too they were like my, both my parents were like you know it suits you i think i think you actually you do really well with that and i was like you think so and they're like yeah just just be careful make sure you get paid you know so you can take care of the family and i'm like well yeah of course but i already kind of am and they're like wait really and i'm like yeah like i'm doing pretty good like, all right, good. Take care of your family, and you got this. Keep going. And I was like, yay, they're actually proud of me. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the, the big is question awesome. is, the big question is, is like, obviously, you, you, you got into acting because you wanted to be an actress or, or an actor. You wanted to be in front of camera. Yeah. But you have a lot of credits behind the scenes, too. What made you delve into those uh, areas as well? It was for the benefit of the production. You know, like, I realized that, I want to know what's going on. If I'm just an actor, then yeah, I can do my part. I can, and that's it. And I can focus on that. And I, I love focusing on that. That's my favorite thing. But if I know what they're doing in other places, it helps me to be able to actually effectively help them too. So it's kind of like, I mean, it's like a synergistic system. Like you're all working together to make this thing great. And if I know what other people are doing, I mean, I tried to kind of learn a little bit of VP work. I, I didn't want to actually take the job of being the VP because to me, that's a lot of stuff I haven't completely learned. Right. But I was watching and kind of trying to learn and asking, you know, hey, so what is going on with this part when we had breaks and stuff every now and then? Because it's just interesting to me. I love the whole thing. And the thing is, if, if I understand what each person is going for and what they're trying to do, it's easier for me to do my thing even better, you know? No, that makes, that makes sense. Uh, it helps to know the inner workings of things. Um, but really, like, yeah. the, like like some of the questions isn't so much about, like, the producing or, or even, the, like, lighting techs or... or I'm, I'm talking out my butt. I don't really know a lot of the jobs that are going on. But what I found fascinating is that you have a lot of credits uh, as a writer, what inspired you to, to, yeah, to write? I've been writing a lot. Um, you know, it's crazy. I, I didn't actually mean to go for that. It just sort of happened. Um, a friend of mine was actually, we were hanging out, and he was Skyping with a different friend of ours, and they were talking about a screenplay that the other friend on the computer was writing. And, you know, they're figuring this stuff out, and I wasn't completely paying attention. I was just, you know, working on my own thing. And... He's like, you know, your screenplay is really good, talking to the other guy. He's like, your screenplay is really good. I love the storyline. It's, you know, it's a horror film. It's really scary. But your grammar is just not, like, on par. And he looks at me and he goes, you, you're still making a 4.0, huh? And I was like, yep. And he's like, you're good at writing, huh? And I was like, yep. And he's like, 
would you edit this guy's screenplay and just, just make it formatted right, you know, grammatically correct? Could you do that? I was like, sure, no problem. So I start editing it. And then I was like, you know, what if we add this? Wait, wait, wait. What if we, we change it? Are you cool with me, like, changing a couple things? And can we, can we conference on this? Because I have a bunch of ideas you might love. And he's like, sure. So we conference. And he added, like, probably, like, I don't know if it's 100%, but, like, 99% of the things that I suggested. And then I thought about it. And I was like, you know, I've been telling stories as a little girl. Like, this would be really cool to write my own. So then I, I started taking classes and branching out and learning a lot about how to write a screenplay. And then I started writing my own. I thought it was fun. And so now I kind of do both. I mean, acting is the primary, but I definitely like screenwriting too. What, what type of stories do you most generate, uh, gravitate towards, whether writing or even choo- uh, for choosing your jobs? Shutter Island with Leonardo DiCaprio and Mark Ruffalo. I'm sorry. Um, huh? Yeah, I'm sorry. Somebody tried to call through. I apologize for that. That's an that's an oh, edit. Um, okay. And for some reason, my phone automatically went to on hold. I'm like, ah, no. Um, <laughs> oh, no. The question the question that I had asked was, uh, what what uh, what type of stories do you generally gravitate towards when you write, or even when you choose your your uh, possible uh gigs for acting uh uh, what do you what do you lean most towards like romantic comedy horror sci-fi like what what are some of the favorite fields you like to go when i'm writing a lot of times i've been asked to write like horror films because apparently i'm pretty good at them but what i generally gravitate towards when i'm writing is more like um like drama or like thriller like have you ever seen uh Shutter Island with Leonardo DiCaprio and Mark Ruffalo. Yes, yes. So, so yeah. kind of the so horror like, thriller. Yeah, like it kind of goes in. Like you have something in the plot that just completely just is like, wait, wait, that came from this. Like what happened? And I, I like those kinds of twists and things. So when I'm writing, that's generally what I go for. Um, unless I'm asked to do something specific, like a lot of times I'm asked to write horror films. Um, Acting wise, I've been in a bunch of different things, but I tend to like a lot of people put me in comedies because I just seem that way. Like I seem really bubbly and outgoing, and it just seems like be a great comedic relief, and that's fun. I mean, it's about timing. But with for me, it's it's really fun to like dig deep and get into like a really good drama, and it's like I don't know. It's just refreshing to you know, pull out emotions and just, like, completely be this person that is nothing like who I actually am. Are you one of those... One, um... Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I can, I can hold. <laughs> there... <laughs> Sorry. There was one I did recently where I'm, like, a gangster's wife, and that so doesn't match my personality. It's just, it's, like, so much fun to play, though, because I can be this total badass, you know, bitch, basically. And... I'm, you know, I'm just completely her. And so when somebody watches it on the screen, they're like, wait, this is you? 
And I'm like, yeah, it's kind of fun. Are you are you the type of uh, actress who, uh, when you when you get a role that is against the grain, as it were, uh, uh, you know, as you said, not your typical personality? Uh, are you one of those like method actors? Like, uh, do you lock yourself in a room to to, to find the feeling of isolation and and <laughs> and all that? Or like like uh, I imagine you're you're probably married with with, with children. Um, you know, does the, the family turn around like, oh, she must have a part because she's personality completely different. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean I have kids. I'm not married, but I. I do kind of both. I definitely don't bring it home to my kids because, I mean, depending on the role, like, you know, but I do, I do kind of both. I focus on the technical aspect of it. You know, how am I standing? How am I looking to the camera? How do I, how am I portraying this, this character's emotions physically? But then at the same time, it's emotionally, I'm digging into myself and finding things that, you know, they don't always relate the way you would think. Like, I don't think about, you know, a dog dying to be able to cry. But it's, it's like, basically, I sort of methodly, I guess, in a sense, embody that character. So I'm when I'm on set, I'm that character, and that's it. And then when I'm off set and I go home, I'm me again. And it's like, there's no, I, I do kind of the method thing before I get to the set. But once I go home, you know, my kids need to be me. So I'm back to being myself. And like when I was doing the um, the gangster's wife one, I was listening to music that put me in the mood that she would be in, basically. Okay. And made me her essentially. And you know, I was listening to this music in the in the car on the drive to set. And then I got there, and the director made a comment. He's like, "Whoa, you're already her." <laughs> like I was expecting to meet Charlie, and I'm meeting Kim. Like, whoa. And it was it was fun. Like, so to me, it's like once you're there, you're that character. But once you're home, you're your kid's mom. You know. Did you did you find it difficult to to to, to switch on and off between the two? Uh, with particularly with roles like, uh, for example, like the uh, the gangster's wife, where it was such a personality switch. Like, did you need a couple minutes after after wrapping uh, or whatever before going home? To be able to like, okay, whew, it's over. I'm me. I'm me. I'm me. Okay, now I can go. Or was it just simply like, as soon as the director yelled "cut," it's Charlie's back. I don't think I can switch that fast to where it's like "cut." Okay, I'm me again. It kind of takes a minute of like, all right, like you know, like he he says, you know, it's a wrap, and you know, I start heading home, and I'm on the drive going oh, you know, that was good. These things were good technically about it. And then I'm like, you know, maybe I could have done this better on the next one. And I'm thinking about, you know, I'm kind of critiquing myself in a way. And then as I keep driving home, I'm like, I start, it kind of is like a slow thing. And it's like, I start out by kind of looking at the character objectively and critiquing myself. And then I'm like, okay, I can do this better next time. And then I keep going and I'm like, all right, I'm back to me. Like, I'm seeing myself as, you know, Charlie looking at Kim, so to speak, rather than going through and being, like, Kim the whole drive home and then getting home, and it's like, oh, my gosh, I'm mom now. I'm Charlie again. You know, like, I kind of just took the drive to, I guess, you know, detox the character a little bit. Okay. Um, 
Well, here here's a here's a uh, kind of a, a left field question uh, I'll I'll throw out there before we really okay. dig dig These into some of your current projects and all that. Um, if you were given any role in any film genre, whether already existing or in future, what would be your first choice? Like if you were if you were told, look, everything's available. Who do you want to be, and what type of movie do you want to play in? What would be the one that would be your answer? I would want to be Pocahontas um, from, you know, Disney's Pocahontas. The cartoon or live action? He has that, a live action version. Okay. Um, because, you know, she has that inspiring aspect where she's fighting for something that, you know, changes the entire dynamic of, at least in the movie, of how the Indians relate to the um, Englishmen. And... I don't know. She she makes a big change and it's inspiring, but at the same time, she's the free spirit, and I would love something like that. That's cool. That's not something I would have expected. I, most people would have been like, you know, for for example, oh, I want to be Luke Skywalker in Star Wars, you know, <laughs> or something like that. So, oh yeah. <laughs> you know, so that like I wasn't expecting like room, I, sure. I, I want to be I want to be Pocahontas. Right on. <laughs> um, have you ever thought I'm of getting all about the heart? You know. Have you ever thought about getting into voice acting? I, I didn't see that credit, so I don't know if you've ever done it before. But if you haven't, have you ever yeah, thought of it? Yeah, I have thought about it. Yeah, I've definitely thought about it. I mean, it seems, like, really cool and really interesting. And it's something that I, w- I would love to get into it. I just, honestly, I, in a way, don't really know exactly where to start. I mean, I would have to probably set up a studio for a self-tape audition to, you know, turn into them. Um, but if there was a studio I could walk into to audition and things with this whole COVID thing was a little easier to just like walk in and do it that way, I could, that'd be a little easier. But at this point it's like all equipment and stuff that I don't know what the best equipment is or, you know, what I need to do a a self-tape audition for it. So I haven't really gone for it yet, but it is something that I'm definitely interested in. Well, you, you bring up a interesting topic with the uh, with the COVID nineteen. How how has things been with the the shutdown and everything? Has it, have you been working on projects that have kind of been put on hold? Or uh... yeah, oh, good. A lot of the um, a, a lot of the acting ones were put on hold. Um, actually, there were like four different ones where the director called and said, you know what. We have a stay-at-home order. I don't know when we'll be back on, but I will let you know. And that was it. And um, really unfortunate, you know, because, I mean, I love acting, and it was just, I was really bummed for a while. But I started doing more screenwriting during that time. So I'm actually working on a couple projects right now. Um, One of them is for somebody else. I can't really talk about it. But another one is something I wrote last year, and I'm just actually editing it and, you know, sprucing it up and making it better to submit um, to a couple of competitions and things, but it's actually about an epidemic that the cure has to do with music, and I wrote it last year, and I was like, this is so crazy, and you know, I'm not sure if it's something that I should be submitting now, because I think everybody's probably writing about pandemics now, but I wrote it last year, so I mean, I didn't know about this yet. (laughs) I mean, you know, you're right. Everybody's everybody. It's the hot button topic of the day uh, because we're all living through it. But I don't think it'd be a terrible idea to put it in. You never know. It might be 
might yeah. sell easily because it's the hot topic button, you know. <laughs> trendy thing That's trendy true. things are trendy for a reason. <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah. But uh no, so that that's interesting. So, um, with the the writing, obviously, you've been spending more time writing while while under the lockdown and all. Um, mm -hmm. How did you How do you find time to balance that with with as you said, your your mother? You know, um, yeah. As a as a as a parent myself, I I get how difficult it is to find time for everything. You know, <laughs> and of course, priority first to the family. Yeah, so it's definitely. For sure. It's definitely hard. Um, so lately, since I've been home a lot more because of the whole epidemic, it actually it made it a little easier. Um, I have a rule that every hour, even if I'm in the middle of writing something and I think I have like the best idea ever, every hour I make sure that I spend at least 15 minutes with the kids. I, I take a break, I go, and I spend 15 minutes and I spend time with them, no matter what. And that's been my rule the last few weeks, you know, during this pandemic. Um, that way they know I'm there. They know I'm spending time with them. I'm not, you know, the mom on my phone all day or on my computer all day or whatever. And I just, I hate that idea, you know, of like being the mom that's like constantly looking at some screen. I want to be actively there. Um, so I'll take 15 minutes an hour and I'll, you know, play Legos or do a crazy dance with them or something like that. And then, um, at dinner time, we always sit together at the table, and that's just, you know, it's been a rule forever. Um, when I'm on set, obviously, it's a little bit more difficult because I'm gone all day. But the thing is, I always, you know, make sure that when I come home, you know, they might be in bed some nights. But then if I know that that weekend I'm not going to be on set or if I know that the next Tuesday I'll be off or whatever day that I'm back, I come back and it's just all day for the kids. I cancel every other plan I have and focus 100% on the kids, and we do something fun, we spend time together, and so that way they know I'm always present, you know what I mean? No, absolutely. Um, well, that, that it, 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 you kind of answered this, but uh, I'll ask it anyway. Um, the uh, the question I was going to ask is, have you have you incorporated them into the, uh, the, the film lifestyle in, in some way, shape, or form? Like, the best way I can give an example is uh, I, I run an, in an, a podcasting company, as you're well aware, and one of the things yeah. we do is a, a live-action Dungeons & Dragons game. And my kids were fascinated oh, cool. by that to the point that I actually created a show. Well, it was actually a friend of mine who created the show, but I ran with it. Um, incorporating the kids, and my kids are actually the stars. I, I let them do a show playing uh, a star wars fantasy game on air you know um cool. you know just to kind of incorporate them into the world and so they could see why daddy does what he does is this uh anything you've ever done with your i don't know how old your kids are but uh, is this anything you've ever done with your with your children They're really little i love that idea though um my oldest is eight and my daughter is six and then my youngest is three and I, I feel like this is something I could do, something like that, pretty soon. Um, I haven't, obviously, yet thought of something that cool. The most that we've done so far is actually um, I've, like, showed them some of the movies, you know? Right. And so, like, we'll sit down, we'll watch it together, and that's kind of, like, I guess the most that I've done to, like, bring them into it so far 
Um, another thing, I think. So I was writing something for kids just because it was for fun. I haven't turned it in or anything. But I actually asked my son, I was like, hey, what do you think about, you know, like this plot line or, or you know, I didn't say it that way. I asked him, you know, at a kid level, but he's like, what do you think of this? Or what about like a character that acts like this? What do you think? And he started giving me ideas and I was like, yeah, that's cool. What about this? And like, so we go back and forth, you know, in that way. But, um, otherwise I haven't really incorporated anything yet. If you ever do get that, uh, that made, are you going to give him writer's credit? (laughs) (laughs) Of course he's my son. (laughs) Well, obviously, I mean, definitely like they're included in everything I do. So, that's awesome. Well, the, the, you, you kind of answered it a little bit, uh, but again, another question I'll still ask anyway. When not writing, not directing, not producing, not acting, like what is what does Charlie do for, for her downtime? Like what is her hobbies, like the things that, that is normal life, be, obviously besides the mom thing, which, you know, first and foremost, of course. But yeah. <laughs> like, you know, what are, what are some I mean, of the things that you do to just unwind yourself throughout the day? I mean, I feel really lucky because the things I do are, like, my favorite things. Like, back in the day, I would go work at the hospital all night or all day because I ended up being a day shift eventually. And then I would come home and I would write stuff or I would come home and I would do a monologue just for fun for myself. And so now I feel like it is kind of my, you know, downtime, so to speak. Like, when I'm being a mom and I'm at home and I'm playing Legos or we're doing a dance party, that's my break from acting and writing. And then when I'm acting and writing, that's my break from, you know, being a mom and, like, doing all the mom things. Um, So I'm really blessed in that way that I actually really love what I do. But I think, like, at the end of the day, when I'm, like, you know, getting ready to go to bed and I'm, like, sitting down and just wanting to just be me for a while, I guess. You know, I'll put on a movie or I'll put on a TV show that I really like or, you know, something like that, and I'll watch it. And it's funny because I'll find myself, like, I'll rewind 15 seconds of something and go, oh, I like how she did that. And it's like, you know, something, she tilted her face a certain way and it changed her look or something like that. Or, you know some technical acting things that I notice when I'm watching it. So I'm kind of always in that mindset, but watching movies, watching shows. And, um, I'm in school too. So that's kind of like a relaxing thing for me because it's, I love learning. So it's like an extra thing that I can do just in my free time. Are you a person who watches your own films? I I ask because like, uh, when, when, throughout my career as, as a professional wrestler, I couldn't watch my own ch- matches because I would, I would just critique the hell out of them. You know what I mean? <laughs> I do. <laughs> I do critique them. Oh my gosh. I have to make myself put it down because I'll be sitting there like, Charlie, why did you do that? No, like if, if you, you should have done this two seconds too soon. Like turn your head this way. What? No. And I'm like sitting there critiquing all the things I did. And so eventually I have to put it down <laughs> because otherwise I would drive myself nuts, you know? 
has it has it changed your your life or your interactions with some of your friends or family members uh the 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 career path like have they seen your films or or known uh the films or whatever that you've written uh and they're just like wow i can't believe you did that or that was you or or yeah some some of them yeah like my grandma and i actually are super close now and um it was funny she reminded me a few weeks ago she's like you know this is great that you're screenwriting because you used to tell stories all the time you know you'd come in my room in the morning and be like all hyper and be a kid and want to go play and i'd be like okay um i want to go back to sleep why don't you tell me about your dreams and i would start telling her about my dreams and i would end up like embellishing and going into a full-on story like a movie practically <laughs> about my dream that started out probably real and actually was in my dream and then it turned into like some crazy story and she's like sitting there you know wanting to go back to sleep but actually sitting up and like leaning in going wait wait then what happened what <laughs> so she's, like, it's funny that now you're actually screenwriting because you know you were telling stories as a kid. You've just always been doing it, and now you just formatted it properly and turn it in, and there you go. And so she's very, very supportive of all of it. Every time I do a movie, she's like, when can I see it? What is it being distributed on? Like, how can I watch it? And it just, you know, it feels really great to have that support, you know, from somebody close to you that you've known your whole life. I was, um, I was about to say, it sounds like you've had a lot of support through it. Yeah, it seems it feels like it, you know, and friends and stuff. I mean, it varies. Like some people are like, "Oh my gosh, do you know so and so? Could you like hook me up with them?" And I'm like, "Uh, no, that's not how it works." Like, I'm <laughs> not gonna like, what do you mean? Like, you don't just like hook people up with people. They're still people. Like, just because they're a celebrity or something doesn't mean that they're, you know, different from us. We're all human, and I have to like explain that to some people. But then other people are really, really supportive of it. They're like, oh, my gosh, when's your next thing? What are you doing? You know, and it's, it's just nice to have that support. When you say when you say your friends were asking you to hook up where they were like, uh, God, I, I would really love to go out on a date with Kev, uh, Megan Fox. Do you know her? Can you hook me up with her? Like, were they looking for blind yeah, dates? or like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, just different things. Like, like one of them was asking me, so when are you going to go to a Hollywood party? Can I come? And I'm like, no, that's not how it works. Like, I'm, no. And, he, and he's like, well, I could be your date. And I'm like, right, but you're not trying to date me. Like, we haven't dated since we've known each other. What do you mean? Like, no, that's not how it works. <laughs> and he's like, right, so we could just pretend I'm your boyfriend. I'm like, no. <laughs> so it's just <laughs> funny what people come up with. It, it's kind of ironic. I have an aunt. You know, um, it kind of similar similar situation. When she discovered I was a professional wrestler, she didn't understand the difference between the independent circuit and like the WWE. You know, uh, I, well, I never made it to the mainstream, yeah. but you know, it, it, it's all a brotherhood, which way or, or another. But she told my mm-hmm. my I guess my little nephew, my second cousin or whatever. Uh, that I was a pro wrestler, and he's a huge wrestling fan. And, of course, she's now Aww. bothering me for John Cena's autograph. And Rey Mysterio's like, I've never met these people. <laughs> exactly. I know. I'm like, I don't know all these people. <laughs> That's funny. And how do you, how do you tell a six-year-old? It's like, I'm sorry, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they're like, but you're a wrestler. How do you not know him? Right, you know. Yeah. 
<laughs> so, but it, it, it it's cute. funny. But with uh, with everything going on, obviously you're still uh, working on film. Um, there's one that uh, before we got on air, we were talking about that is uh, getting ready to release soon, and then, then another project that you just told me about that you uh, wanted to announce. So why don't we dig into those? Uh, first, oh, we'll start yes. with with Eternity. Yeah, uh, that's the one that's getting ready to release soon, yeah, correct? Eternity. And you are yep, cre- and I was You are credited Go ahead, sorry. Sorry, as nurse number three in eternity, is that correct? <laughs> yeah. I was an extra in that one. Um, but my main focus I was associate producer and script supervisor. And um script supervising, I mean that took up the most like focus, um, aside from the producing part. But everything just, you know, I'm kind of like a perfectionist, so everything, I'm like, okay, you know, the cup is in that hand, so she needs to make sure the cup is also in that hand for the next scene, and, you know, that sort of thing. Right. And then also managing the timing of everything and just all the details of the script, advocating for the script, reminding people of lines. Um, So I had that be my main focus, and then I jumped in as an extra for a part of it, too. So that was me being Nurse 3. which was fun too because I used to work in a hospital, so it was like <laughs> it was like a reminder of that, I guess. Well, that that was going to be my question. Uh, did did you purposely take a step back to being an extra in that film because of the other responsibilities that you had in the film? Yeah, um, I mean, we we talked about it. Like the director and I talked about it, and they're like, originally we were talking about me being a little bit like I had a talking piece. Right. It didn't fit, and it didn't work with the flow of everything. So we're like, okay, we're going to cut that out. We're going to keep going. And then um, as a script supervisor, that was my focus for, you know, the whole thing. And then I had the scene I did was, I mean, it only took us like an hour or so to shoot that because it was real small. Um, but then I went right back to focusing on script supervising and then associate producing, you know, before and after. But um, it was fun because, like, I already had the scrubs and I already had the stethoscope and, like, you know, I already was like, well, I used to do this, so it would be easy for me to go into that role. Um, so that was fun. How did, I've never been an extra. Uh, I had an uncle who was uh, a Civil War reenactor who actually got to be in the movie uh, Gettysburg uh, playing one of the rebel oh, soldiers cool. in the Battle of Gettysburg. You you. If you watched the movie, you never saw him because, you know, it was kind of like the overhead shot things. But how how, how different yeah. is it being an extra to being somebody who has, like like you said, a, a developed character, a speaking role or whatever? Like, it, it, like for example, like if, you, if you're in a uh, coffee shop, an extra in a coffee shop and you're mm-hmm. in the background and you're, you're, you know, making it look like you're having a conversation with your friend across uh, across the table in the background but you're not saying anything. You're just kind of miming mouth words and hand movements and stuff. Is that, is that kind of how it is? Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like that. I mean, I was standing there and I was, I was charting, you know, the patients that I had earlier that night, I was charting their information down and I had this whole idea of what my character was doing. It was, that's, I guess that's the similarity is you're still embodying the character completely. The difference is that, you know, the camera's, on you and they're focusing on you or they're not it's still it's like stepping into a different world that you know the world doesn't actually really exist but it's making a reality in that world 
that, you know, in a, in a false world, I guess. Right. Um, so it's, you know, that's who I was. I was a nurse, period. So it's like I was, you know, I was sitting down, I was charting, I was writing down, you know, I was kind of like wiping my eyes because it was midnight and I was exhausted and in reality it was 2 p.m. and I wasn't that tired. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it just, it was, it was that sort of thing. Like I kept blinking because I was tired and, you know, it just, it's, you're still embodying a different person, but it, it's not, you know, the camera's not 100% focused on you. So, um, it's, you know, you're not like worried about the technicalities of, you know, if you tilt your head slightly to the right, you're kind of more just like, okay, I'm a nurse. I got this, you know? Right. But with that one, that one's coming out soon. What what platform is that going to be coming out on? I think, yeah, I think they're working on distribution. I'm not entirely sure. Um, he was talking about putting it on Amazon recently. Okay. But I haven't heard since then exactly where we're putting it. Um. So I'm thinking Amazon, when it comes out, it's, you know, a link is going to go on my website for sure. So. And we will definitely we'll promote. Definitely have access to it there. Yeah, we will definitely promote the website at the end here. But let's jump into the other one that you just told me about. Um, I'll I'll let you even give the introductions and all that to it. You have a surprise coming. Yeah. Oh, I'm excited about this one. So this is called Wicked Ally. Um, a friend of mine, Lee Feathers, actually, he's a great screenwriter. He wrote it, um, and he. He showed it to me before, and he's like, how do you think of this? And, I mean, I love the story. I can't give away too much, um, but it's a very, very good story. And um, then later on, you know, they were casting, and I auditioned, and I was like, I sent in my reel and everything. And they're like, yeah, you know, we, we could we could make you the detective. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And so um, I'm really excited about this. We're shooting the trailer in the next couple months, and then I think, Probably this fall we'd be shooting the movie, um, but I, you know, that's pretty much it as far as what I can say about it. Oh, so you can't tell us what but what style think, of movie it's going to be, like a just with detective uh, and all that. I'm thinking like a crime drama. Like that's the first uh, thing to pop in my a, head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it seems like it would be right. Right. But it should probably next year is when it would come out. All right, great. So that that one's going into production. That one's that one's all set to go. And uh, like you said, yeah. you're you're going to be playing the detective. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> that one, you'll definitely have to come back and let us more know more about that one when uh, when you can release more. Of course, rule number one on breaking the fourth wall is no spoilers. We don't want to spoil anything. We want people to go see the films or read the books or. You know whatever it is that we're we're discussing with with our guests, so <laughs> I don't I don't want spoilers, yeah. but we definitely want to have you back on to hear more about it when more's available. So <laughs> for sure, I would love to. <laughs> now, of course, a lot of a lot of where uh, people can find your stuff, whether whether it's stuff you've written or stuff that uh, you've acted in, uh, as you mentioned earlier, could be found on your web your particular website. Correct? You have links that send people to the films or, or wherever yeah. they are. You want to go ahead and let everybody know? Yeah, um, yeah it's www.charlie-marie.com. So like C-H-A-R-L-I-M-A-R-I-E.com. All right. And guys, make sure you go 
do that and and you know if there's a comment section or something tell them tell them you uh, came here from realm of the mist let her know that she's got some love from our listeners so <laughs> awesome. uh what's what's next obviously besides uh besides the surprise movie what's next in in store for for charlie marie like what are we looking at down the line well, definitely a bunch more movies like that. Um, I'm doing, obviously, right now a lot of independent films. And um, I'm hoping to submit back Masking, the one about the epidemic that, you know, was cured by music pretty soon. I think that I'm going to take your advice on that and just go for it. Um, I'll, I'll, so, I'll, I'll take an extra I mean, part in the background. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Nobody <laughs> wants to see me on awesome. film. <laughs> but uh, I have things um, on my website. There's links to my social media, too. So on Instagram, you know, I update that pretty much every day. Um, and Facebook as well. So that has a little bit more info. And I will make yeah. sure those links are in the description of this uh, this episode down below in the description. So that way you guys can go directly to her Instagram and Facebook page. And I will make sure the website link is there as well. So. Thank you. <laughs> oh, not a problem. <laughs> it's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, it, obviously, the Instagram and, and Facebook would probably be one of the best ways for people to contact you if they have any more questions. Or, or just want to mm -hmm. get to know more that I didn't ask. Uh, is that correct? Yeah, and there's this whole contact me section of my website, too, so all three of them work fine. Oh, perfect. And, again, I want to thank you very much for coming on. You've been an absolute pleasure. Um, guys, make thank sure you're you. keeping an eye out for Eternity and the upcoming – what was what was the title of the film again? I, I missed that thinking about uh, crime mm -hmm. drama. <laughs> Wicked Ally. Wicked Ally. Make sure you're keeping an eye yeah, out for Wicked Ally. Mm -hmm. We will be uh, – Discussing that more as more develops, I promise you. Um, Charlie, it's been an absolute pleasure. I'd love to have you back on. Don't be a stranger. Thank you. Thank you. And guys, For sure. Thank you so much. And guys, we will catch you on the next Breaking the Fourth Wall. Have a good night. Hey guys, it's Chris from Realm of the Mist Entertainment. If you enjoyed this video, please hit that thumbs up button. Like, share, comment, subscribe. Check out all the other great podcasts that can be found on Realm of the Mist Entertainment's YouTube channel or our sister channel, Sounds Dicey Gaming, for all your tabletop needs. And if you prefer your podcasts in audio-only format, check out Realm of the Mist Entertainment on Anchor.fm, Apple iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, or wherever quality podcasts can be heard. To our Patreon supporters, we thank you very, very much. And if you're interested in being a Patreon supporter, please go over to patreon.com slash realm of the mist and just a dollar a month gives you exclusive content and helps our channel out greatly. Guys, again, thank you very much for joining us and we will see you on the next episode.